So if you could be here around nine, that would be great. Okay. Well, listen here. Hello, and welcome to Love After Lockup. Ha ha, okay. I'm Miss H, and today Mr. O and I will be talking about Life After Lockup, Season 3, Episode 3. This week, Sean finds Destiny's social media and speculates on her Aladdinment plan. Quaylen defends his non-cheating with his, quote, friend, Chai Town. Michael misses his custody hearing with Sarah. Brittany visits her mom, and Amber's mom, Monica, gets released. If you like what you hear, please support us by subscribing and leaving a five-star rating or any other constructive comments are welcome. And if you watch 90 Day Fiancé, check out our other podcast channel, 90 Day MK, Teachable Moments with Miss H and Mr. O. Thanks, stay safe, and enjoy. Hello, Miss H. Hello, Mr. O. How are you doing? I'm doing okay. I am. Just okay? Yeah, I mean, it's that slump, you know, in between Thanksgiving and winter break where everybody's unmotivated, including the teachers. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. I, I hear you. Just trying to just doing whatever we can just to get through to winter break. Just slumping right. there. I hear yeah. you. And, and people slumping places. I don't even know how to, I don't even know what that was supposed to be. Um, let's start with, I don't even know what that transition was supposed to be. Let's start with Shane and, uh, you know, Lacey, Shane and Sean and whatever. All right. So, Oh, there wasn't much. It says it looks like maybe Shane is getting ready for a cookout or something. And his Joe, his buddy Joe stops by for a chat. Um, we learned that Shane has stopped drinking because when he cheated on Lacey, which we found out a couple seasons ago, that time he was super wasted. And so he's trying to keep a clear head. Shane fills Joe in with the new with the news regarding the pregnancy and the lost twins. And then the subject of John comes up. Shane says that John is completely out of the picture because he has so much time over his head. But Joe says if he ever ends up back in the picture, that he, Joe being, is willing to dust his ass off like it's supposed to be done. Of course, when they're saying this, there's this conversation. They're splicing it together with footage of John actually getting released from prison with a <laughs> shitty grin on his face. Anyway, then we get to the throwaway commercial scene and we've moved to something completely different. Shane and Lacey are visiting a birthing coach so Shane can better understand what is going on. He is confused about the explanation of uh, anatomy, let's say, as it's going on. <laughs> but, you know, as a teacher, I appreciate that he was actually asking questions and wasn't just yes. nodding along. And like, like sure. Mm-hmm, sure. Uh, he jokes about football holds and tries to describe Lacey's uh, happy place, which I don't oh, really think got the essence of Lacey when he was describing the happy place. It didn't no, seem to be probably like, not fields and trees doesn't seem like it does it for her. No, I think her happy place would be in prison with the men. Yes, she wants to be maybe just outside the prison, like as the men are getting released from prison. Might be the (laughs) the ideal happy place. Sure. Right. But uh, I don't know. Like I said, it wasn't very wasn't very much. And they're really setting up. They're really setting up this John thing. And I don't know. It just seems so it seems really forced to me. What do you think? I don't know, but I'm concerned about John. Like, how did he look so drugged out and crazed walking out of walking prison? Out. <laughs> yeah, it it's is. like, I don't understand how you look that drugged out. Like, he, he had, like, gigantic pupils and was just like, you're right with the grin, but it's just like, oh, my God, how are you this high just exiting? Yeah, I mean, I really think, I, I honestly, God, think, I'm not even sure that was jail. I think we just went to a building and we're like, oh, John, we're going to act like you're getting out of jail. So okay, uh, just that makes walk through this corridor, sense. walk yeah. through this corridor and then like act like you're walking out of jail because it, it, the releases don't seem like that. We've seen a lot of releases. They put them in like yeah. the, the, the car and they drive them to an undisclosed location and they just chuck them out in the parking lot. Like that's right. what we usually see. Yeah. And I was going to say the cameras get that, that close and everything. John is a good-looking guy, or at least in the past, he seems like a good-looking guy. And I don't know, he just looked messed up when we saw him. And not like messed up, like, you know, beat with the ugly stick or anything like that. But just like, you know, like not sober. And it wasn't a good look. Yeah. 
No, I, I, I can, I can kind of concur with that. Like it, it definitely looked like I'm not sure. It, I'm honestly not sure how much it was of him like actually not being sober, or mm-hmm. the producers trying to get him to ham it up a lot because he was really yeah. doing that. He was really like, right. oh, I'm walking out in my swagger and like, you know, in, in some guys when they do that and they try to put on the, like, especially when you're acting, right? Yeah. When you go up and, and you do that thing when as soon as somebody turns a camera on and you're like, wait, what do I normally do? Like, where do my hands go? Like that kind of thing. Like, how do I usually what face do I usually make? Because it's usually not that one. But right. it's just I, I just I'm not sure. Like, I really don't know how much sway, especially if sway he's going to have over Lacey, especially if he is that guy we saw walking out of the prison like oh i know right but i don't know she kind of is into that bad boy so that confidence would probably be attractive to her but speaking of attractive and mostly not attractive freaking shane's facial hair is getting out of control (laughs) i want to know what lacy actually thinks about it like is she actually attracted to that it's so weird like because i he has to trim it like that. Like, it doesn't grow yeah. like that. He has right, to, like, right. okay, I'm going to start on my sideburns. I'm going to trim those pretty close with the trimmer. And I'm just going to stop at my chin. And we're just going to let that grow. And, like, right. and I'm going to taper it up so it doesn't actually connect with my sideburns, but just kind of comes to a point at the bottom of my jaw for some reason. Like, I don't oh. know. that That's a chosen shape. Like, he's choosing that. <laughs> So it kind of reminds me of the Adam Sandler and Jennifer Aniston movie, Let It Go. And I know it wasn't a super popular movie, so it's likely you didn't see it. But there was this guy in it, and he was supposed to just be this random character, Brian. And he has, like, the soul patch that's really, really long. Kind of like Shane's, but not as long. It was more stringy. And the whole okay. joke was that it waved in the wind. And so he, Adam Sandler kept on, like, going like that to, like, show it waving in the wind. And then they show Brian yes. at the very, very end. A visual end. medium, by the way. You put your finger up to your chin and wiggled it, yes. is what you did. Right. And then at the very, very <laughs> end, they show Brian and it's just like, oh my god, it's so ridiculous. But yeah, that reminds me of what Shane's got going on. He he does have a lot going on. I mean, it's better like Yeah, I mean Joe clearly has a better beard. I, I don't know about the rest of Joe, but you know. And I'm, yeah, <sighs> yeah. Well, I was gonna say what Shane doesn't have working in his favor is just, I don't know, his lack of knowledge in general. So I but like you said, I do appreciate and then I guess maybe I take it more for granted because I'm a woman. And so I feel like I paid more attention to those kinds of things like, you know, in health class, like where do babies come from, like the process of giving birth and but little pregnancy like, I mean, okay, in general. Th- that is something that you definitely maybe it's a woman thing. Maybe it's a guy versus girl thing. I definitely would have, you know, missed that, oh, when the baby comes out, it actually has to twist so its shoulders can fit through the pelvis. That's not something that really, like, was a sticking, like, stuck out when I took health class, like, in high school or anything, you know? It's like, those are little things, like... We've talked about the moment in my life that I can pinpoint that I was like, I don't want to have children. And it was uh, (laughs) from reading Upton Sinclair's The Jungle, where Ona Uh is giving birth and spoiler alert, she bleeds out and dies because the baby didn't have the shoulder rotation thing, came out arm first and got stuck. So I knew about that way back then. (laughs) Yeah, I just, I mean, it's, it, I, I know, it's the thing, you know where babies come from, but like mm-hmm. little, like the, the, the detail, those, those kind of level details are something that is really easy to miss out on. Like, yeah. And, and yeah. so, you know, I definitely, but he was definitely like, I don't understand wide instead of tall. And it's definitely, I mean, come on, he's made a lot of mistakes in his life. So he's sure. definitely like, listen, I know this is something somebody told me before, but I didn't pay attention then. So what, tell me that again, <laughs> let's go. Right. right. So, I mean, I appreciate it. And and he always does play it up a little bit. Right. Like, yeah, he you know, definitely does. And, uh, like the and, football and it's move. funny because the football move. Right. Mm-hmm. Like clearly a joke. And it was like, you know, it kind of harkens back to when he was trying to hold all the babies at once. Oh, God. Like, hold three babies and all this stuff. That's funny. So, I mean, he's, okay. he's doing too. Speaking of babies, well, maybe a little bit further along, uh, Sarah and Michael. So Sarah's getting ready for court for her custody custody hearing while Malcolm makes her coffee and bacon. Sarah is hoping that established custody will bring her and Michael one step closer to divorce. Sarah refuses the bacon and heads out. She says she hopes that Michael shows up to his court date. 
Michael waits, or sorry, Sarah waits for Michael outside of court and calls him a few times, but he doesn't answer and she just goes in without him. Back at Michael's hotel, the producers knock on his door and he is immediately agitated, saying he knew he missed his court date. He claims he was up late partying with Haley and set his alarm and Haley's alarm, and they both slept through both of them. He is mad at himself, and he hopes that Sarah didn't use his absence to her advantage in court. Sarah is frustrated that Michael didn't show up or answer the phone when the judge called. She finally gets a hold of Michael, and he tells her the reason he didn't show up is because he didn't get up in time. Sarah speculates that there was drinking, partying, and hoes. Sarah is very passive-aggressive on the phone, and Michael lets, uh, tells her that he's going to stop by. Sarah is telling Malcolm that Michael didn't show up to court, and Malcolm thinks it's ridiculous that Michael is sleeping until 3 in the afternoon. He thinks it's time for her to do what she wants to do. All right. Do you really believe it's possible for two people to sleep through two alarms? No, I don't at all. I think what happened was the alarm went off, and they shut it off and went back to sleep. Oh, yeah, that's definitely more likely. Right. And and sometimes, especially if you're not used to getting up with an alarm, which, let's face it, Michael is not used to getting up with an alarm. <laughs> what does right? he do? Yeah, sure. Right, exactly. It's like you don't even wake all the way up before you switch it off. Yeah. You don't even know you switched it off, right? Like, yeah. and, and Michael, of course, would not believe that. Like, if you filmed, if you filmed him sleeping, he would, like, switch it off. He'd be like, I didn't even do that. That wasn't me. This is doctor video. I didn't turn it off. I oh, didn't get God. up. Oh, God. I know. I must must have just slept through it. I must have been that dead to the world because the phone alarm. Okay, maybe I don't know because I've never done anything approaching this. It doesn't stop. Right. Um, Like how long does it go before it stops going off? I don't know. But what I can say is that I have only once in my life really not woken up when I was supposed to. And I actually missed a flight. But. I blame it on the Motorola Razor. That phone notoriously just randomly, the alarm just wouldn't go off on it. And it wasn't just me. It was like, I think I had friends that kind of had the same issue. And it was maybe like one every 10 times the alarm just, just didn't go off. Yeah, and I've done, I've, I've definitely done some dumb things where I was like not super late, like missed a flight or missed a court date like that where I've met, I, I, I did AM, PM. Yes, I've done that plenty of times. Yeah. Yeah. Like that that is more believable, way more believable than but not when you set two of them. I mean, yeah. The and friggin- you have two people. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think uh I don't think she was a very cuz it it sounded like she up and was gone. Like and he was like I woke up in a little room by myself and I must have slept through the alarm. Like I think she just Snuck on out of there for her walk of shame. You would think that she knew about it. I don't know. If you're going to be like, I don't know, a helpful friend, if that's what she's supposed to be. I would have been like, okay, wake up. You got to go to court. Wake up, wake up, wake up. I definitely like, I definitely like the idea that the producers came in that room and they had like, I don't know if they have multiple cameramen, but one cameraman was clearly on, you know, take, take. Just, just, just scan the uh, scan the bars, scan the scan the countertops that were here. Right, like, right. There you got a box of condoms right there. Yeah, focus on that. There's some beer bottles. Focus on them. Like you, that's oh, your God. job, cameraman. You are just let's God. look for the, the the stuff on the counters. Wow. <laughs> but like, I don't know. And then of course he's just infuriating. To me, it's not. I mean, obviously he's infuriating because he slept through like the important day. But then like right. he says the thing like, and then he goes and is like. How are you going to make me like, I can't even like, they're going to make this decision without me even being there. I'm not even there. Well, making this decision. Fault. It was like, <laughs> yeah, I think they've given you plenty of chances to be there. That, that's not right. their fault now. But eventually the decision has to be made. You can't just keep not showing up and expect the decision to never get made. But that almost seems like what he does. Yeah. Like he's yeah, like, definitely. I don't want to, I don't want to face this. I don't want to have this conversation. I don't want to make this decision. So I just won't go. And that way, because I'm not there, the decision can't get made. So that just like pauses it. All right. So moving on. Uh, Let's go to Brittany. Um, So Brittany's on the way to see her mother who is staying at the same sketchy hotel that Brittany was habitually sexually abused in. So she has a lot of trauma with that. Yeah. So uh, she is there to check in on her and bring groceries. But I mean, at the end of the day, it, it sadly seems like she's mostly there to check to make sure she's still alive. So Cynthia is there and the whole situation is really awkward. Cynthia has lost a lot of weight. 
and Brittany suspects that it's due to the drugs. The cameras uh, are like in Michael's scene, just scanning around the room for all the empty bottles and whatever paraphernalia they can find. As Cynthia claims that she's getting better, Brittany worries that that she herself might be the trigger that causes Cynthia to relapse. Because every time, oh, Cindy, it's Cindy, isn't it? You can put Cindy. Uh, it could um, be both. <laughs> I can't remember what her name is. Well, no, I say that because I have a friend, Cynthia, and she goes by Cindy. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. <laughs> I thought I wrote it down with the thing. And every time Brittany, because every time Brittany tries to involve her in the family, she falls off the wagon. Then she begs for help, since she says she'll do whatever Brittany wants. She just doesn't want to be alone anymore. And Brittany's demand is pretty simple. Get off the pain pills. They might not be actually heroin, but they are just as bad and she's just as hooked. Brittany says if she puts 100% into recovery, she can be there for her. She recognized in an interview that um, she knows this could likely end in heartbreak again, but she feels guilty and feels like she owes it to her mom to try again. So my question about this whole scenario is, doesn't it seem like the mom really belongs in a rehab center and not like just going to meetings? Yeah, she really does. Um, But then at the same time, like, it sounds like she's already done everything. I mean, she's, what, in her 50s now? And she's been pretty much an addict her entire life. It's like, yes, I think that she needs to go to inpatient. But at the same Mm -hmm. time, the moment she gets out, you know, she's back to her old ways. I mean... Right. I don't want to say there's no hope for her, but it's like I don't know what she's going to do or have to have in her life that is going to be different. Yeah. I mean, well, at the end of the day, like, I don't I, I thankfully don't have much experience with it. But isn't it like you can't you can't do it for other people and have oh, it yeah, really be successful. Sure. You have to be doing it for yourself. Yeah. And, and she she doesn't doing it for herself. I mean, she's kind of doing it for herself and that she's like. You're all just going to leave me and I'm going to be alone. You know, yeah. it's like, but she then, then, but then in, in everything she says, why are you doing this? Why? It's always, she's blaming Brittany, right? She's blaming, I, you, you left me alone. What else am I supposed right. to do? Why aren't you helping me? I need your right. help. It's like, that's your daughter. Like <laughs> she shouldn't be the one to have to take care of you. And I mean, granted, she's in a place where she can take care of you and she cares mm-hmm. about you. So she will take care of you. But it's not her job to do that for her. Right. And as like at some point, you have to expect like she tried helping you you know it's again just yeah. like michael how many chance how many chances do you want before you don't get any more chances i don't i don't know what what you're expecting here like because right. she's because she kind of thinks help like the help she wants is i want you to give me stuff and give me money and put me up and have me part of your family but also let me keep taking these pills because i really need those too yeah like because that was a, you could see like the just like terror in her eyes when she was like you have to get off the pain pills and she was like i, I that's not op- I yeah. can't do I can't even imagine that. It's total drug logic, you know, when people justify why what they're doing isn't the it could be so much worse, right? And so they justify oh, sure. that this is as good as it's going to get. So just let me have this like one thing, you know. And I think yeah. I've mentioned it on the show before like I have a friend who actually had addiction problems he to the point where it was like really negatively affecting his life um but i mean if you ever heard him talk about like his partying he would say things like people don't like me when i'm sober i have Uh to be high otherwise i would have no friends and just like that kind of logic is so odd to me but he really truly believed that and you know it's like people kind of come up with their own reality in a way like their own reality to justify like their use of drugs and so i like absolutely think like this is her scenario is well no one is helping me it's everybody else's fault and the pills help me just to function so why are you going to try take that away from me when I'm just trying to be a functioning human being? Right, right. I mean, she definitely, yeah, has them. At, that's that's her logic, and it was it's mm-hmm. it's also very much well. If nobody wants to help me, then what's the point of not doing it? Like, there's right. there's no point right. in not doing it, and, and so she's just kind of, it's very yeah, very demanding. 
like mm-hmm. and and I, I I think I don't know if, if I'm if you're Brittany how how hard is it to keep doing this knowing like I'm pretty sure I know how this is gonna end up like I know well, I've seen this movie before and I'm gonna do it again because she's my mom she knows she knows how it's gonna end I mean she even says it in the interviews you know it's like I'm setting myself up up for heartbreak she knows mm-hmm. but at this point it's like you love and so you just keep trying. Right. And I think Brittany's doing all the right things or I mean, OK, what's to even say what's right or wrong in the situation? Brittany's doing all the things that like protect her and her family at the same time as trying to help her mom, you know, as sure. best as she's capable of. The fact that she's offering to drive her mom to and from, you know, meetings every day. Like, that's a big deal, you know, because it is taking yeah. away from she has three kids at home, you yeah. know, so it's it's like she's still trying. She's still willing to put in the work almost for her mom. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I will say, though, that Cindy, I hate to say this, but she actually physically looked so much better now yeah. than she did the last time we saw her and i mean it's not even just the weight it was you know she looked like she actually took care of her appearance like her right, hair was right. nice her hair she was had brushed. done her makeup uh-huh. yeah yeah so yeah it, i mean it's very easy i guess looks can be very deceiving because if, if you were to show her to me i would be like oh yeah she's looking great she's got her yeah. stuff together Right, right, but I don't know because I mean because I mean well, and it, it kind of runs in the family. Like you, you can see. Yeah. I mean, Brittany's a lot bigger than she was when the show started. Um, oh, sure. You know, since she's been clean, and that's that's kind of a, like if it's like that's what you've been used to your whole life. When my mom is fat, she's clean, and when my mom is skinny, she's not. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, right. That's what she sees immediately. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's talk Chevelle and Quaylen. Uh, Quaylen is having a family dinner at his sister's house back in Houston. Quinandria has made some of Quaylen's favorites. As they eat, she asks him to spill the tea and the beans. Quaylen says he's been kicked out for no reason. Quaylandria, his mom, asks what did he do because no one gets kicked out for nothing. Quaylen says that there were cheating allegations, but he insists that Chevelle just saw messages and just flew off the handle, like he said, for no reason. Quaylen says he was talking to someone and his mom asks, what does that mean? And he says, you know, just talking. And so his mom concludes that it's not a real girl. Quaylen says the girl, Chai Town, is a real person they've just never met. He goes on to tell us that Chai Town is very beautiful and they have a deep connection. He says that she is an outlet and he has made it very clear to her that he is in a happy relationship. Quaylen tells his family that Chevelle hasn't answered his calls and somehow the conversation takes a turn as Quaylen lashes out and says that his family wasn't there for him when he was in prison and Chevelle was the only one who kept in constant contact. Quinandria takes offense to the implications that the family did nothing. Quinandria tells him that things weren't so easy for them and when he needed money, they took care of him. Quaylen says that Chevelle invested time and that's what he really needed. Quinandria says she that Chevelle bought his heart and they start yelling at each other as Quaylen steps outside, picks up a shovel and slams it into the ground out of anger. After a moment, Quinandria comes outside and apologizes to Quaylen for not being there for him. She says that she has his best interests at heart and she will respect his decisions. And if that means that Chevelle is his girl, she will accept that as long as Chevelle is there for him mentally in addition to financially. Quaylen just hopes he gets another chance with Chevelle. All right. It was a little odd to see Quaylen like go crazy on that shovel do you think that Quaylen has anger issues um probably um that's like, not normal right no and i, I mean I, I think it's a little on the nose if this was a movie i you know if this is a movie script i'd be like isn't it a little on the nose that he's banging a shovel into the ground yeah when they're talking about chevelle like who we also like, call we, shovel we, sometimes yeah, right <laughs> we maybe pick a different like imp- uh, gardening implement that you can make like a uh, inference about being a shovel but no 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 just get a shovel right no no and it was funny because they got real angry real quick 
Like that escalated very quickly. Yes. I was like, what is going on? I felt like it was interesting editing because I didn't really quite get the connection between, you know, they're talking about Chevelle and how Chevelle has been there for him. And then it quickly became like a pointing fingers blame game. Like you weren't there for me. It's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. I thought we were talking about Chevelle. Why is like the heat now on the family? So, yeah, it definitely struck me as one of those things where one of those, you know, how criticism, if it's something that you kind of think about yourself and somebody Mm -hmm. else says it, you get super defensive and it really, it really cuts you. But if they could say something that you're like, I don't think that about myself at all, then it's like whatever just rolls off your back. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I do got the impression that she was very, that she did feel guilty that she, it sounded like she literally never visited him in prison at all. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I definitely got that. And she didn't like call him at all. And she's like, well, we gave you money. And he was like, money? I didn't need the money. Like, I probably didn't need the money. But like, it wasn't just the money that I needed. And so the the fact that that he kind of called, criticized her when they said, why are you with Chevelle? Why are you staying with this girl? And he's like, well, she was the only one that was there for me. Right. And so it immediately was like, oh, so you're saying I wasn't there for you. And he was like, yeah, I kind of am saying that. And that was something that she felt she had felt guilty about. So it, it those kind of things when it, when it hits, you know, cuts close to the bone like that, it really can set people off. Yeah, definitely. Okay, what I find super annoying about Quaylen is that he is like very, very insistent and adamant about denying that he's cheated. Okay, but then he's pretty much describing cheating. When he says, no, 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 I wasn't cheating. I just did this. I've been talking to someone. Like, we have deep conversations. She's super beautiful. Like, we have a connection. I I guess you're right. I guess I thought he was trying to say she's just a friend. Kind of? Yeah, it was describing a... Emotionally cheating relationship at minimum. Yeah. Yeah, and that that goes beyond. Like we literally saw screenshots with the eggplants emojis and stuff on it, man. Oh, like last yeah. time, which I mean, I guess you could take it out of context because no, no, because it definitely know. sounded like it was like come over again. Yeah, you know, like yeah, that wasn't more of that the ass. first time. Yeah, like right, right. I, I was just thinking about it. it's like it's definitely you know depending on how playful your relationship is with your friends, you can make jokes about haha, wouldn't it be funny? Or you know, you know, but, that would be. I okay, I can say it with confidence, weird. I have a lot of guy friends. And mm-hmm. I have never joked with any of my guy friends about randomly hooking up. That is so bizarre. I would never do that. That's true. I guess that's true. I mean, I guess I can imagine someone having that, right? But Yeah, someone who sleeps with their friends. <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> you only write stuff like that if like you're trying to you know, sleep with right. someone. Well, there, yeah, there's definitely, and there. Oh, well, okay, yes, yes. There, there there's definitely, that, the, there's sure. definitely the kind of guy who who is feeling out like what's the possibilities are. Yeah, like we sure. should do this, and then and it's like it gauges the reaction and be like, uh-huh. that's a joke, ha ha ha. Yes, oh, totally absolutely. kidding about that. Unless you're into it, right? There's unless you're that into it. Up. <laughs> exactly. Okay. Oh, exactly. I just thought it was it was just so funny the way he was just like. I mean, he sounded, it was just the way he was like using the passive voice to, there were allegations of cheating. Like, oh, it annoys me. Like just how he talks about the whole thing. Like he thinks he's uh, sounding so smart. Yes. And he's getting, oh, uh, he he definitely thinks he's lawyering the situation around. And he's like, oh yeah, there were allegations of cheating. And I thought I can neither confirm or deny that the cheating was taking, like, come on, man. What is this? Yeah. This is in a court of law because very different uh, levels of standard for having to prove something. Because you're right. Because even saying I'm talking to someone, I was talking to this, this, I was talking to this woman, I was talking to this girl has different connotations. Like, mm-hmm. we, you know, we, 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 we me and you text all the time. Yeah. I'm not talking with you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> not about eggplant stuff. <laughs> but even but even if it was, if you were like, oh, who is this person you're texting? I wouldn't be like, oh, it's some it's some woman I'm talking to. Like, right. I wouldn't say it like that. It's my friend. And we're talking about Animal Crossing. Probably. Right. 
It, you know, the, the saying when you when you're talking to somebody on the phone that has like a, a, a like a connotation of like a pre dating, like we're not dating. We're just talking. Oh, sure, like, sure. Like thing, I'm you seeing know? you. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah, definitely. All right. All right. So move from one dummy to another dummy. Oh, the dummiest gosh. dummy. Yes, he's the worst. He's so dumb. <laughs> All right. He just keeps getting dumber. So anyway, it's Sean and Destiny. This one picks up right where we left off last time. Destiny is still in California with her sister, Brittany. And while she's there, Sean calls Brittany looking for her while she's standing right there and listening to the call, which is on speakerphone. Uh, Of course, Brittany lies to cover for Destiny. And when she gets off the phone, Brittany says that maybe they should at least, like, let Sean know that she's safe and not pregnant. Which she says is none of his business. Since he's probably more worried about the bail money than about her anyway. Yeah. Brittany, it's not unreasonable. Brittany no. thinks that Destiny needs to make a decision here, but it's but it's really, really her style to keep Sean's credit card in her pocket while she's deciding what to do. <laughs> Brittany's worried that he'll start blowing up her phone. And then Destiny says, then just block his number like I did. So now Sean is out of the pool and back at work. He still thinks that Destiny could be pregnant and is talking the situation over with his coworker, Kobe. Kobe, who this entire time was just trying not to burst out laughing. I know. <laughs> thinks that Destiny is a psycho person that is just using him for his money. And then we flip back to Brittany and Destiny, um, where Destiny is talking about her situation, too. She seems like she's 100% convinced that um, after her next court date, she's going to end up back in prison. Um so she doesn't really see the point in doing things like making a plan for what she's going to do next on the future when she's outside of prison. But, you know, if she does go back to prison, she wants to make sure she keeps Sean on the line because he'll keep giving her money while she's in prison. Anyway, back to Sean, back to Sean and Kobe, where Kobe says that maybe uh, Sean should look on social media for, God, for, idiot. for Destiny. And Sean says uh, he'd never thought to do that before again. Because he's an idiot. Yeah. He ends up finding what, at first he ends up finding, and I'm also, by the way, 100% sure that the producers found this for him. Um, uh-huh. What, anyway, he find, it looks like a Facebook profile for a couple called Jose E. Destiny, which, of yeah. course, dumbass Sean says, Jose Y. Destiny. Oh, my God, idiot. <laughs> it's, it's clearly her in the pictures, although the picture is from 2017. I don't. I'm not sure if that was before or after he she was in jail last time, but she's with um some other blurred out guy, which I assume is Jose, and the profile says they're engaged. Kobe is confused because isn't she engaged to Sean? Well, then Sean finds another profile, Jason and Destiny, from last year, and it also says that they're engaged. Dumbass Sean is very confused, but Kobe is not surprised or confused. But now Sean thinks. Maybe she just uses these other guys. Maybe she uses all these guys and takes their money. Maybe that's what it is, which is like, I feel like two years late on is what he is. Anyway, he he recounts how much now he's spent almost $100,000. and I don't even have the girl. I should not even here. Okay. So then he calls again and gets ignored by Brittany again. And Kobe is like, dude, could you please put things together? And then Sean thinks maybe... Brittany and Destiny have an eladament plan. Oh, God. To scam so them. dumb. <laughs> and so he says, Well, I just have to track her down. So it was just a hit parade of dumb, dumb stuff from Sean oh this gosh, time. Oh, my gosh. So like, dumb. What do, you, so what do you think takes the cake? Eladament. Eladament? I, I don't even know. Like, are you trying to say elaborate? Because it's so far away he from it. He was trying to say elaborate, and he said eladament. <laughs> Oh, God, stupid. Um, That and uh, why. Jose, why destiny? It's like, come on, you clearly are in Vegas. There's a decent Hispanic population there. Your best friend is Hector. Hector has got to speak Spanish. Exactly. Yeah, like. So it's like, come on, you've seen the E before. So what? So stupid. It's just, it's just, I don't really have social media, so I never thought to look. You, you know that girl's on social media constantly. Oh, yeah, for sure. She's like, she's got thirst trap written all over her. 
Absolutely. Yeah. And so, like, and, and it just bugs me of all the time. It's like, I just really need to find out who Destiny really is. Like, all of that time. She's snapping the entire time. You could, like, you I literally know. just, yeah. Her like, let's not go as far as Scott, but a little bit of searching. Come on. Yeah. Uh, I mean, because it, it, it wasn't even like, yeah, it's not like, I'm not, don't contact anybody when you're searching yeah, for her. Not right. like, I, I, but yeah, you, go, you, you type her name into face into the Facebook search or something like that. That makes fine sense. I can't imagine not doing that for anybody. That's weird. Yeah. I love how Brittany is being interviewed and she's like, huh, yeah, Destiny likes money. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think there's anything wrong with, you know, just writing it out, getting what she can. It's like, oh, God. <laughs> I mean, there actually is something wrong with that. It's like theft. I mean, it, it, right. I'm pretty sure like if you just take somebody's credit, even if they gave you the credit card, if you just take it yeah. and go and max it out, like I'm pretty sure you can get arrested for that. Like, that's oh, yeah, sure. Like, I mean, granted, he he's a dummy who had, didn't hasn't sh- turned the card off yet. Like, I don't know why he hasn't yeah. done that. Like, he, because, you know, oh, and I do know why he does, because if he does, she won't come back. He knows she right, won't come back exactly. if he turns the card off. Yeah. Yeah. And then he knows that he'll be out the 50000 Right. Because she would do it just out of spite at that point. Sure. Sure. I mean, it does seem like, I don't know. It does seem like she's just, and it was like, I always wonder if she was just going to get to this point anyway, where like, because she doesn't like him very much. She likes no. his money. And just like we were talking about with, the, with, 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 with you know, the drug users, she's going to find a reason that he's lying and he's not worth being around and I should just take all his money and because he's an asshole and he deserves me to take all his money. Like she was always yeah. going to find that justification. Oh, sure, sure. It reminds me of uh, Idiocracy and Dax Shepard. I like money. I like, I like money. <laughs> it's like, uh, yes, <laughs> everybody likes money. <laughs> yes, except a lot of people who like money actually like take steps to get it honestly. Like, right. And don't just spend somebody else's. Yeah, speaking of, we have Amber. So Amber is 34 from Douglasville, Georgia, and she first appeared on the show after her prison sentence for selling meth. We open on Amber, who is working as a server at Sidelines, and she's training to be management. She says it feels good to make an honest wage, although she does admit she made much more, about $15,000 a week, for selling drugs. She tells us she was arrested with her mom, and they both went to prison at the same time. And that's where she met Puppy, her prison wifey. Amber was the first of the three to get out, and she is currently living at Puppy's mom's house. She tells us how she got on the show, which was by dating Vince, who she met on her release date 10 months ago. She thought the meeting was awkward. Amber tells us that her mom and Puppy had a plan that she would marry Vince to get access to his money to set them all up financially for when the other two got released. Amber says she couldn't fake it anymore. She then tells us why we shouldn't feel bad because Vince had messaged 20 other inmates and was telling them all the same things. Amber says that they have been broken up for eight months and she is perfectly happy never hearing from Vince again. Amber is excited that her mom is getting released, but she is concerned they are not on the same page for living a legit life. Amber says she can't go back to selling drugs because she has 20 years of probation. She goes to pick up her mom at a grocery store parking lot. Her mom, Monica, and Amber hug and smile. Monica is excited to be out. She tells us that she felt a lot of guilt for Amber being in prison because it was really all Monica's fault. They go to eat and talk about Puppy's impending release. Monica reassures Amber that it's okay if Amber has a relationship with Puppy. Monica asks if she gave up on Vince because of her feelings for Puppy and asks if Amber could close a deal with Vince and reminds her that he was supposed to be their security blanket. Amber doesn't really want to talk about it and brings up her work. Amber is worried that Puppy and Monica will suck her back into some shenanigans. She she does make it clear to Monica that she doesn't want to do anything that will land her back in prison. Okay, so Amber seems to have good intentions, and Monica Mm -hmm. does seem uh, to feel guilty about getting her in trouble. Uh, But do you think that Monica will try get Amber to do something illegal again? Yeah. Yeah, (laughs) I do. Like, it just... So I didn't see the I didn't see these ones the first time, right? But mm-hmm. so so this is my this is my first I've seen either of them, and sure. I don't know if Monica was in the first in a she was not, no. But 
yeah, she just seems like because her like first thing was like, what about that scammer you're running on that dude? Are we still doing yeah. that? Yeah. Like, and right. so it's like, yeah. So she's not going to like that's the best she's going to get. Like, she's not going to get better than that. Like, she's not going to get more determined to stay in the straight and narrow than she is like immediately when she gets out. And so, yeah. like, and her, but her original thing is maybe not something that's overtly totally illegal. illegal. Yes, illegal, but thinking. you're definitely skirting it already because oh sure like, she's gonna try to get her to get a sugar daddy or something yeah like and which is gross like i don't know it's just yeah that's like what, pimping it, out your own daughter that's not right yes that's exactly what that is and uh, yeah. well i mean and she already she already landed her daughter in jail with freaking 20 years left of probation yeah like and so she clearly has no problem like she doesn't she doesn't feel guilty at all about like jeopardizing her daughter's future for whatever she wants right now. Right, right. So, yeah, I'm a little worried because I feel like once Puppy gets out, it's just going to be like the three of them. They make their own little gang, you know? Yeah, I mean, but I don't understand how, because it did say Vincent on the title cards, right? Yes. And I'm curious if they're going to end up just doing like them as separate because... I can't imagine. I, I, okay, so here's the he reason. watched it before, right? Yes, I've watched it before. <laughs> so here's how Vince is still involved. So the issue is that when they were on their first season, Amber convinced Vince to adopt Puppy, which I know sounds ridiculous, like if we take it literally, but adopt her be- so that way she would be entitled to some of his um, veterans benefits and he got extra like um, a stipend every month for having a dependent so that was the benefit for him and so he was supposed to be giving them the money that he was getting for having puppy as a dependent even though puppy is clearly too old to actually be a dependent plus she's in prison so he could actually get in a lot of trouble too for trying to pretty much scam the system yeah (laughs) yeah for fraud right um yeah but i believe that that is how vince is still involved because as soon as puppy gets out i you know we saw it on the previews they're on the phone with vince like trying to get money from him it just seems to me like how could you how could he be so dumb as to be as to kind of get ripped into anything again (laughs) because and i I mean just because he's dumb he's like Sean he, uh, level okay. dumb. So, he is but dumb. I, the, the thing I can't get around, and I guess it happens. He watched it when he was on it, right? Like he saw the scenes where they were little, like, yeah, this guy's stupid. We're scamming him. Like, like, oh, like it seems like well, they were overtly saying they were scamming him. Like, and in this no, episode, they're not on the first season, they're scamming him. No, on the first season, Amber was very careful not to say that she was scamming Vince. Even like in the interviews, even when she was talking to Puppy. Oh yeah, yeah, because they she never talked to Puppy. She would talk about Puppy, but uh-huh. um, the thing was is that Vince was very clearly in on their kind of fraud scam, mm-hmm. right? And so because he was financially benefiting from it too, so it's not like he didn't know about that piece that piece he knew but he didn't think that amber was scamming him like pretending to like him you know to get married because he was the one who was pushing the marriage in the first place uh-huh and uh, yeah. yeah i guess my question but you don't think he couldn't put that he wouldn't be able to put that together if he would have watched the episodes and seen the things that he wasn't there for no because <laughs> there wasn't what what do you think like he would how is he getting screwed over in this whole thing he didn't give that much money. The The only thing that he was out of is he bought her a mattress and that's about it. Right. But I mean, it seemed it seemed pretty. I mean, in, at least in like even the recap parts, right? The parts that they just showed right here. Oh, she wasn't into him? It clear that she's like, I don't like this guy, but I'm going to milk him for money. Like that was like, like that seemed very, that seemed to be very much what was going on. Okay. Like, so was pretty overt it was about that. pretty obvious that she didn't like him. But she never like pretended too much that she liked him because she like I said, she barely got anything out of it. She got a mattress. That was it. He paid Mm -hmm. for her to get a mattress. 
So then how is he their security blanket, according to Monica, if all she got, if all you've gotten so far is a mattress out of the sky? Oh, no, because the idea was that she was supposed to stay with him. But she didn't. She broke up with him because she said she couldn't do it anymore. Right. But I mean, so so it, what's the point of keeping this? Let's just say it's a con of keeping this con going if the con hasn't paid off. Like what? What? Like okay, stay with the him. The con are now has are you getting shifted. are you getting are you getting two mattresses? What? What's the, no, you know no, what I'm no. Saying? The con has now shifted to puppy trying to claim the money, or I'm sure they're gonna blackmail him and be like, well, we're we're gonna report you and say it's fraud unless you give us money. Well, I'm sure she signed the affidavit too. That's a pretty empty threat, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but I'm sure that like has because I mean, if you think about it, too, and I'm okay. obviously, this is an illegal activity, but it seems like if this was legit, it seems like Puppy is owed money because without her, he wouldn't be able to get an extra stipend. So she I don't know. I don't want to say fair, because like I said, this isn't lawful in the first place, but it just seems like she should be getting money. It just, I, I'm, I'm very confused about this whole, about this whole scam. Well, I'm still confused why you're confused. I'm just confused as to how, I, I, I don't know. I, I, it, it, none of it makes any sense to me. Like how this scam worked, how it's supposed to pay off. What are they doing? Like it just, it's so much like, how could they possibly have gotten the benefits? How could they possibly okay. have been approved for it? It seems to me that all four of them are scammers. Right. So mm-hmm. Vince, Poppy, Amber, Monica, all four of them are scammers. And at some point, they're all like in on a scam together. Right. Hoping that it'll pay off. But, you know, it's just there's so much there is a lot going on. Like Amber was, you know, trying to get married to Vince so that way she could have access to his. He has a pension. Okay, but that's, OK, that's another that's another question then. OK. Then why is Monica, if the scam now is the connection between Puppy and Vince in this weird adoption yeah. scam, why does mm-hmm. Amber have to be involved at all? Oh, she doesn't. Then why does the mom worry? Why is the mom like pressuring her to stay involved and get back together with Vince? Oh, because, yeah, she's like still trying to work <laughs> the whole like, yeah, you can get married to him, like the pension thing. It, 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 so it, it, there's there's a lot going on for very little. Like it's like especially for people who are like, you know, used to. Like Amber said, bringing in fifteen thousand dollars a week, oh yeah, like scamming right. somebody for a couple hundred VA dollars every month seems like seems like way too elaborate for that. Okay, I'm with Amber on this one. Like, you have not met Vince yet. Like, no amount of money is worth being married to that guy. He's so dumb. <laughs> oh gosh. All right. Uh, what about your student of the week? So my student of the week was Amber, actually. Oh, um, I was too. Just, I mean, at least. She seems like she's trying to do the right thing. That's always, yes. you know, the winner for us. She's she's got yep. she's got an honest job and she's seems to be doing good at it and, you know, is trying just trying to trying to do the right thing and stay out of yeah. jail and stay out of trouble. Yeah, agreed. Uh and I would say I considered Brittany as my student of the week, but it's kind of like we always give it to Brittany. And I'm sure this is episode one of many there are going to be plenty of episodes where britney is our only choice so i went with yeah. amber this week too fair very fair <laughs> yeah all right what about your dunce uh so i i, I had to go with sean just <laughs> so dumb so so dumb like yeah. it's it, it not even like bad like he didn't do anything that was nefarious and, and things like that and and he he is he does feel he does have his gross feeling that he's bought destiny and he's paid for her and it's not right for her to be gone because he spent the money i mean that is a bad thing but otherwise just being like how are you this dumb man yeah so uh my dunce is quaylen um it really bothers me that he cannot say it's cheating but he basically describes cheating and then his whole like getting angry with the shovel it scared right. me. Yeah, I'm not like, even oh. sure what he was angry about. I guess because yeah. he he felt like he was abandoned by the family, and it, it, I was it it, it, it get, turned into one of those fights that was impossible to follow because everybody was just right. screaming at the same time, and you're like, I don't know what anybody's saying. Nothing, nothing, none of this makes sense. Yeah. All right. Uh, what about your life lesson? So yeah, my life lesson is actually we kind of already talked about it. Is like you're you can't sleep through a phone alarm. 
Like you oh, have to what like turn it off. Have to do with that too. Like you it, it, and and like yeah, come on. It's like it, it isn't asking too much for like one night, one night when there's like mm-hmm. an important thing the next day. Don't get wasted. Like that's you so not get funny. wasted one night. That was my life lesson too, because <laughs> I know from experience, like the only time that I have ever slept through something. Um, it was because I, uh, had gone out drinking the night before and I was supposed to have a flight the next day and it was like my spring break. And so it was just like, oh yeah, party with my friends here before I like take off for spring break. Um, Mm -hmm. and I, the alarm didn't go off, but at the same time, I would have woken up on my own if I hadn't been drinking the night before because it's not like my flight was that early in the morning. Right. But it was the fact that, you know, you've been drinking and it like, you know, you just sleep different when you've been drinking. And you do. And the drinking kills it because like for me, if I'm when sober and I have something I have to wake up for. Yeah. You get anxious enough to wake up on your own really early. Every 30 minutes. I'm awake. I'm awake. Oh, no. I'm awake. I'm awake. Right. And so, and, and yeah. yeah, it's that. Plus, plus, and this is my thing. I was like, the phone alarm or whatever. If it would have been a text from one of the women he's he's kicking it with, oh he'd sure, it. he'd have woken yeah, up for that. Definitely. <laughs> yeah. So I actually summarized it in: if you have something important in the next day, sure, go out, have fun, but don't get drunk. Yeah, and because yeah. that was he was gonna. What that his plan was to show up to court so hungover. Yeah. That seems like a terrible idea. I want, Let's I want put my, my best kids, foot but, forward. Yeah. I want my kids, but can we turn down the lights a little bit? Oh, like, oh, don't be too loud. Like, it's like I'm a I'm a fit father. <laughs> they come in with a baseball cap and sunglasses on. Yeah. God. Well, Sarah came showed up with the yoga pants, so you know. That's true. Yoga That's true. pants and trainers. All right. All right. <laughs> so we will be back next week with the next episode. And uh, hopefully we will hear from our other couples. We did not hear from Lindsay and Scott. Lindsay and Scott and uh, Andrea and Lamar. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. They were teasing Lindsay and Scott. So we'll see how that goes. Yeah. That's definitely when yeah. they were putting in the commercials. Oh, actually, hold on. Uh I saw on Starcasm that Lindsay actually is back in prison. So it'll be interesting to see how all this plays out. That is interesting. Yeah, we'll yeah. see. All right. All so right. We'll, talk. we'll see everybody next week then. Okay, sounds good. All right. Mm-hmm. Okay, bye. bye.